Hi everybody, welcome to the Lot Pod, the Lead Rhino Lot 17A podcast. Kindly sponsored by ACDMB, who are a branding and creative design agency based in Farsley, Leeds. They create standout brands. So if any companies out there need a brand refresh, a new logo, a complete new brand overhaul, just get in touch with ACDMB. Thanks to Chris and the team and everyone over there, as always, for sponsoring us. We really appreciate it. I actually met with ACDMB today as we record this, and we've now got the fanzine in physical form. It's here. It's going to be available very, very soon. We're going to announce something this week as we record this about we're going to sell it somewhere and kind of have a bit of an event to to plug it. So that's coming soon. It's amazing. Again, thanks to the team at ACDMB because this thing is just it's unbelievable. But that's a little tiny, tiny sneak peek. Joining me for this mailbag podcast, Reese is um, having a bit of a breather. Um, it's Laurie. How are you, mate? Now then, how are we doing? Yeah, not bad, mate. How are you? Thanks for coming on. Yeah, good. As always, been really busy with work and podcasts and everything, but it's good. It's good. More important, I think the most important question now is, you finally got your broadband fixed. Well, (laughs) we're having some technical problems as we speak. However, (laughs) we can do this. No problem. We should be fine. He's back. He's back in the game. He's back in the game. Yeah, I think <laughs> nice and calm. Yeah, <laughs> I think a good starting point, right? And it's just come to my mind now, so I do apologize because we didn't speak before we started press record. Reese Martin's got a, a one game ban, yeah, for his it's not even a hit. Well, you know, it kind of catches Alex Miller's nose, but Alex Miller's got a massive nose, yeah, that has to be taken into consideration. I mean, it's almost as big as mine, so that's saying something. <laughs> Um, no, to be fair, right when you watch the the, the footage, it caught it catches him like there, doesn't it? And it kind of bounds mm. up. So I'm sure the ruling is first contact. Now, mm. if he's caught him afterwards, that's unlucky. Yeah. But how come Cassiano didn't get banned for you know Dwyer? How come other high tackles this season haven't been banned? Why is this one suddenly punished? What is going on? That's oh my. my God. That's what drives us mental, isn't it? That's what drives it us is. mad. You know, you got Cassiano what? last week. Who was the other one? Who was the other Catalan player? Oh, the, 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 I can't say. Dimware. Dimware yeah, that's called. it. For rib. Another oh, one. That, escaping oh, bans. But no, no, on, no. Martin gets a one-game ban. The Catalan player who hit into the ribs, we just mentioned his name, gets a one-game ban. All oh, right, I see. Mm. Are they the same? No, mm, no, nowhere, nowhere it's near. No. The game, I think, has to change. Has to I change. It has to. It has to because you're looking at Reese Martin got banned. What was the other game? Was it Salford or Huddersfield? Where he runs into the guy, runs into him, and it was like, yeah, what? You know, that's the, not a penalty. I, think, oh. I can't remember it. Was. I think it was Brody Croft running to yeah. Reese Martin. You hear the referee say, "That's okay." He says something along the lines of, "That's yeah. okay." Play on. That's fine, you know. We're not stopping it for that. But what? And yet they ban him anyway. I know it's almost like now we're in a situation where the game is either run on the pitch or it's run off a TV somewhere. It's not VAR, but it's a panel who sit around who they just seem to look and go, "Oh yeah, high tackle. We'll give a game ban." Oh, he did high tackle, but um, he got egged on by somebody else, so technically it don't count. Mm. 
What? And it's just sorry, I'm going on rant mode. Well, we can, we can, we can. It's our bloody podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I just think, well, first of all, when that notification kind of came through, you know, you look at your phone and um, Reese Martin banned. Maybe, maybe yourself and maybe people listening to this, watching this. But my first instinct was, was for what? I laughed. So I, 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 I left my phone in my work somewhere else. I was doing something else. And I came back when I finished it at five. And I just looked and just burst out laughing. I thought, yeah. it's not a surprise. I don't know what it's for, but it's not a surprise. And I no. thought, why? No. Again, and I looked at it and I was like, but we've seen players get away with a hell of a lot worse and get nothing. Oh, I saw a whole KR player, Tripper Rhinos player earlier this year at a game in Headingley. Mm-hmm. It didn't get a ban. It got a polite warning. It got a, you know, watch what you're doing. Yeah. A trip. We got to play a ban for a trip later on. Mm. It, no consistency in the game. It drives you mad, doesn't it? It just, it drives you mad. And I know you've started a bit of a campaign about us. I think we have to appeal it. Yeah, we've got to. Yeah. There's no two ways about it. We have to appeal it. So Because you can use the line of Cassiano did exactly the same, if not worse. In mm. fact, went in with his shoulder on Dwyer and got nothing. In a game week before? Yeah. yeah. So ten, 10 days before? Exactly. Yeah, so if you are, if anyone from the club is listening to the, you are going to appeal it anyway, but appeal, appeal, appeal. The, just appeal it, please. Yeah. Jesus Lord. Even if they come back and say, oh, that's frivolous, just appeal it anyway. Yes. Because Yeah. It's not frivolous. It's a case of you didn't ban somebody the other week, so why are you banning somebody now for? Why are you doing it now? Unbelievable. Drives me mad. Anyway, this is the mailbag <laughs> <laughs> podcast. We have now sliced all our podcasts up into smaller podcasts. It's not like we can one call this the ramp pod, can't we? Yeah, this could be the ramp. Yeah, the mailbag ramp pod. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so this podcast is where, as as usual. We ask you, the listeners, the viewers, to send us your questions, rugby league related, random films, anything, just something that we can all kind of talk about so it's not always rugby league dominated. We did kind of, and we have, sorry, changed the way the mailbag works because usually it's just you people listening, asking us questions and we answer them. We're grateful for your interaction with us, but we're not happy with that. We want more interaction with you listening with, with everybody. So what we kind of did on Twitter this week was me and Reese chose three questions, put them on Twitter and wanted you guys to answer them so then we could kind of interact with those and pull your answers apart and think, why, what? That's weird, that's funny. So Laurie's got those. So in the second section, Laurie's going to go through them and we're going to kind of pull those and maybe offer our own answers to those questions as well. So that's how it's going to work in future. We're going to what more interaction from everybody and people getting involved. That's how this mailbag podcast is going to work. I'll start with, oh, sorry, if you do want to get in touch with us, it's at Lot17A on Twitter, um, that, or Lot17A at Outlook.com. Those are kind of the ways you can get in touch with us to send any kind of thoughts that you've got at all. Right. Yep, get in touch with us, Anything get involved. Else? You know, we'll, um, we'll read anything out. We've had people asking if you want prefer to be a microwave or a toaster. and you know, oh, microwave. Every, every time, every time, easily you can make you can make different food. See, we're answering it again. <laughs> Toaster, boring. Yeah, yeah boring. bread, hey. bread. Oh, what bread. Really? bread, bread, crumpets, and pop tarts. That's it. Nothing else. I'm gonna put anything else. You set it on fire. 
Yeah. Don't put cheese in there. I, no. True story. I once tried that, right? Put cheese in, uh, thinking, oh, it'd be all right. Fuck the toaster. <laughs> Don't do it, kids. Don't Morphe do it. Richard's toaster in bin. <laughs> I didn't even put it in a sandwich bag. I just thought, oh, I, put I was young. I was quite young. I'm glad. Yeah. <laughs> it just it just got away with it. It's not like the last week, or yeah. <laughs> so the first question from the mailbag is from Mark. And Mark says, I was very surprised that there was no speech from Tom Briscoe or Liam Sutcliffe at the end of the game. I thought that was really unusual. I think we spoke about this after the game, Loz. When yeah. we about no Tom Briscoe, Liam Sutcliffe, Brad Dwyer. Still could have spoke to us, but in, in Tom Briscoe, especially and Liam Suckler, to be fair, talking about real champion, they've won the lot, haven't they? Really, it felt very odd actually. It really mm-hmm. saw you guys until we mentioned it the other day on the podcast, and I, I, it felt when you look back, you think, Yeah, they should have had a few words to say to the that fans, weird, yeah. Often, mm-hmm. yeah. And it's kind of not a dark cloud that sounds horrible to say, but mm-hmm. it's one of those where you just think, Oh, we kind of binned them off, haven't we? Yeah, and it. In a way, because other players, Callum Watkins, you know, Carl, you can go on forever, forever and ever. But they've always kind of got them on the pitch. Yeah. Facing the south stand with Rob Oates, kind of saying, you know, that would have made what a journey you've done and everything you've won. And they'll put like a highlights package on. Yeah. You yeah. know, and you kind of like, and everyone kind of like, wow. Really joyful music and buzzing. Yeah, really great words, music. Yeah. And everyone's yeah, exactly. like beaming, like, oh, you kind of watch the screen, you think, oh my God. It, it kind of puts it at the forefront of your mind to think, what a player, you know? And but I think you know, Tom and... Would you have actually... I know it sounds daft to say, but if you think about it, after the game on Saturday, everybody would just pipe her. Would it have made much impact showing it? I know it sounds a bit daft, but mm-hmm. it's kind of one of those where it's almost a counterbalance. Did they forget yeah. to put it on because of what happened? We've got to press play. But they haven't put anything on the website, have they? Unless... Mm-hmm. They're leaving that till whenever the last game is, September the 24th, I think, is it? After the grand final, yeah. That's, that's what they'll do. We'll, we'll say goodbye to them at Millennium Square yeah. in a big um, celebratory oh. homecoming <laughs> with, with the big pot. That's right. There you go. Yeah. I, I don't know, Mark. I found it weird. Me and, me and my mates that I go with stuck around expecting that. We're going to mm-hmm. hear something from Tom and Liam and, and Brad, but no, I don't know. I, I did... I did think that was unusual. Well, I think I think you're right in saying that. I think it was pretty strange. Next question's from Emma. And Emma says, I agree with your tweet that you said earlier this week, Lottie. Surely the club will show this, the Catalans game at Headingley on the big screens. Gary Heverington will want to make a few quid. I think that's going to happen, to be honest. They've think... got to do something, haven't they? Because it's such yeah. a... It's, it's kind of like... It's not close game. And it's quite as in like the distance. distance it's very yeah. expensive to go. Although I've seen quite a few people saying that they're off, which I'm like, fair play. Wow. Yeah. It almost makes you think, get people in Edinburgh, you know, let's have a night, Friday night, under under the Friday night under the lights. Um yeah. just let's have a party there, you know. We don't know if it's gonna be the last game. We hope not. Mm. Let's it have won't a, be. you know, get a few. <laughs> no, it won't be. Nah, we've got, we've got we're playing up fingers crossed, playing few, you know, the week after. Mm. I think it's a tough one, isn't it? Well, not a tough one, it's easy. Put mm. it on. But it's a case of where do you put it in the stadium? Because you've got like you could put it on the, the screen in the uh, Western Terrace, mm. 
put it on screen at cricket ground, maybe. Although it's technically not our ground, is it? And mm. then you've got the South Stand Concourse they, area. So, so I said that they've got options everywhere. Yeah, they? they could put it up everywhere. Yeah, exactly. I, I do think. Who asked the question? Sorry, Emma. I do think Emma like will. I do think it is going to happen. To be fair, as we record this, it's probably been announced by yeah. time people listen to this. But it's such a no-brainer, you know. It's on Sky, so they've literally got to turn the tellies on, put some. Well, if it say, say it's in South Stand Concourse, sorry, you know, put the tellies on, open the bogs, open a bar or two. Uh, what do people want? A pie and a pie and a fanzine, and all all those options will be there. <laughs> you know, what more could you want? And then a rhinos win. You know, there you go. Be, um, you just almost ticking every box there, mate. Of course you are, especially on the fanzine, which is uh, absolutely so available. incredible and will be available <laughs> at that event. That's great. <laughs> that is superb. Yeah, one, one thing on the fanzine, we have got, because obviously we've got our regulars on the podcast who have been kind of our regulars for two seasons now, like people like Laurie Mark, Cameron Ian, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And three of them, including Laws, have wrote articles and contributed to the fanzine. So there's that continuation as well. Laura's done a really good one. I'm not giving any I'm not giving it don't give any spoilers. No, no, I Laura's done a really good one. Uh Mark's done a really good one. And Cameron just Cameron said to me like, because I kind of asked him if he'd write some up for us. And he was like, yeah, yeah, but I think if I remember right, it was in the process of moving house. Oh my God. And think, yeah, really busy. And then he sent me the email with the attachment. And it was just like, oh, I've just knocked up this for you. And it's like a four-page spread in here. It's unbelievable. I, like, I, I can't lie to you. I remember you messaging going, all oh, the deadline's in a couple of days. And I was like, oh, I haven't even started it yet. <laughs> and literally, that was it. I started I feel- talking I didn't even have in my head. I was building it as I typed it. I was like, duh, duh, duh. so you can see, I literally finished it. I thought, I'm going to send it. Send see it. what you say. Just see if it's, it's great. That's great. Yeah. But I, I hated doing that, that that like deadline thing, because loads of people, twenty to twenty five people, when I, I when I kind of cast the net to say I'm looking for contributors for it, I was just overwhelmed. People like saying different things. So then. I kind of said, yeah, go for it. You know, this is the deadline. But as the deadline approached, I was kind of thinking, I really don't want to yeah, be the got person to the line. Yeah. I'm really sorry, but, you know, this is the deadline. And, and Next issue, yeah. Yeah, thankfully, people were, you know, really honest and were just like, oh, I'm really sorry. But, and I understand, you know, with work and life and, you know, this this definitely comes second to um, yeah. people's lives. But thankfully, we had loads of contributions. So, yeah, this, this will be available. Really- at Get that Catalan yeah, game for coming by it. Anyway, that's that. The next question is from Quinny, who says, what are your thoughts on Leeds United, gentlemen? I'll, I'll kind of let you take the lead on this one and, and, and go first, Laws. I know we had a bad result on Saturday. Yeah, it's a weird one. Uh, defensively, we're awful, but attacking-wise, yeah. we're good. But mm. you can't have, you've got to have a balance of both. Um mm. Like the coach, think he's good. Like the players, we could have signed possibly. Oh, I don't know. It's a tough one. I think it's one of those where we just need to settle down and stop making silly mistakes. I think mm. we'll do all right. I think we'll do better than last season. But we we we've could play well. We saw it against Chelsea, play well against Wolves, and we played sort of well against Everton. It was just a bit. Mm. But don't panic. We'll be okay. Interesting question. Sorry, that was my oh, yeah. 
that was my Apple Watch telling me it was an interesting point. I thought you were like a BT engineer walked in. <laughs> Your broadband sorted, mate. <laughs> um, Reese has just texted us. Oh, God. Appar- yeah, that's right. Apparently, the Briscoe and Sutcliffe and things are going to talk at the New Zealand game after uh, that. Oh, so that's, yeah. that's when they're going to oh, get their bad. goodbye. Yeah, yeah so that, that kind of, that, that's, that's, that's a good point, true. actually. We've completely overlooked that. Um, Leeds yeah. United, for me, just diabolical. Absolutely awful. I'm, re- I'm really struggling with them at the moment. I watched the Everton game up until what Anthony Gordon skinned Rasmus Christensen on the wing. Yeah. Like, just ripped him up. I think he just, like, dummied it and it went through his legs and I just went, no, I'm... I'm finished. I'm done. At that point, I went to bed. I did have one-one on the prediction league that I'm in, so I'm happy about that. I got that right. But then Brentford, Brentford are geez, a weird team. They're a weird. They, I do, and I, yeah, and yeah, the smash. And I do, I do think Brentford are a good side. To be honest, I do. Yeah. And I, I know Thomas Frank, the coach, gets a lot of stick because I don't know why, but I think he's, he's a really good there, coach. You know, and at home they are. That's kind of like teams like United as well. That's those are the games you really need to be mm. getting points from and making it, you know, your home games, your fortress in like that middle league or flirting with relegation. But to get beat like that, and and kind of it, one of those weird situations where you're at the Rhinos game, but yeah. the United games on at the same time, so you can't. You're either watching it on your phone or flicking between I was watching score and, updates so quick it was like yeah score was updates on flash scores or live scores and you're just kind of looking at your phone going Jesus Christ you know what I think it's actually benefit us I think the World Cup will benefit us you think so yeah I think the World mm. Cup's going to help us because okay well there's the American guys but lads still have the large amount of the core team still at Ellen Road to train and they're everything get a re- yeah, long rest yeah. yeah long rest it's almost like a second pre-season for us mm. And then mm. you've got that stupid think... long running after Christmas. So, yeah, it's a, try it's, that's it sounds. Try to get as many points as possible in this point between now and November mm. the twelfth against Spurs, mm. and then yeah, don't panic. Don't panic, Leeds fans. I think I think I think that's a really really good point because don't panic. For a lot of teams, that World Cup break is going to be like make or break. Yeah, because you could be you could be banging form. Leading up to the World Cup break, after the World Cup break, come back and just stink. You'll have, you'll have players, especially like some of the bigger nations who do well. They could be knackered, right? They'll be shattered. And then they come back, yeah. And then like, for, for the likes of like oh, without sounding harsh, us, some of the mid-table teams who don't have that many internationals, they could mm. fly. We'll see. I've seen in Germany, by the way. Ger- sorry about this. I'm slightly trans- going on diverse in here. They're they finish around about the same time as us, so it's like November twelfth. They're mm. not back until January the twentieth, I think it is. Yeah, they have, they have the whole. They have their winter break, but they've extended yeah. the winter break. They've extended like... it on top of the World Cup. Anyone from rugby league listening? Give us a, give us a break. Help. Um, the next question is: uh, Tyler asks our music questions, and last week Tyler asked something along the lines of. Um, what's the best gig you've ever seen or something around that. He asked it last week and I kind of said something about, I've seen Arctic Monkeys loads, but I, oh. I kind of I kind of saw him to a point 
like in 2007. And then I just kind of went, I'm, I'm, I'm that part of my life. I kind of closed off and thought, right, I don't need to continue to see Arctic monkeys anymore. And Jack says, Arctic monkeys are class. How can you stop listening to them? I haven't, ah. I didn't stop listening to them in, in a sense. I just, I'll, I'll say him a bit and then Loz can kind of give his uh, two pence worth. I just feel like when you're in that window of time as a kid, pretty much, you know, up to like 15, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, the music that you listen to kind of hits you harder. It resonates with you, especially when the, you feel like the songs and the lyrics almost are almost about how you're living and the things that are happening with your friends and around you and, and life and the social aspects. And that's kind of what Arctic Monkeys did, didn't they? They were like singing about nights out and, you know, your mates and f football. And it's just like, it really resonated with me. But then in 2007, when I saw him at the Lancashire Cricket Ground, after seeing him in all these smelly pubs and worked the way up, I just felt like, that's I, I, yeah, I was done with them now. You know, I must have been about 23 by then, however old, about 24. And just being like... I still like, I mean, I don't like the new stuff now. And I'm not saying that I've stopped listening to them. I just think that, I don't know. I've got a thing where I've, I think music is for certain people. Now, anyone can enjoy it. But for instance, I'll listen to drill music, you know, rap drill music. I like it. I, I like it. Now, if you look at me, I am, you know, 35 years old, bald, with three kids, I'm married, I don't drink. I'm, I'm, I'm quite boring. And yet, that music isn't for me, is it? No. It isn't. I can enjoy it, but it isn't for ah. me. It's for the younger generation. No, no, no. That kind stereotype. Of no, Eddie, this is it. The stereotypes is it's not for you. Mm. But music is music. You find... Mm. I mean, going back to Arctic Monkeys, I remember seeing them in Leeds in uh, 2005. Yeah, mm. under the train station. Blank Canvas. Yeah, yeah. So I'm in there. I was at that gig. Got a small world. Yeah, it was an amazing gig, wasn't it? I ended, mm -hmm. I ended up getting a press ticket because um, Crush Records, uh, hello Ian, if you ever watch this, you probably won't. Um, he was, he, I've, made, I've known him for years, sorted me and a, a mate out with some press tickets, which cost If you want to sponsor it, Ian. Yeah, <laughs> Crush Records, legends. Um, I'm just going to continue, sorry, I'm just going to continually say on the podcast, like, if anyone wants to sponsor us. <laughs> Get involved, yeah. We'll have it like a, a rolling screen banner at the bottom with all the sponsors on it. Like, you know, like how you see, like, um, Italian football and some of the things now, they've got, like, rolling ones, you know, when they're in press conferences, like that, yeah. you know. Bit, anyway, um, going back to Arctic Monkeys, yeah, I saw them, and then I saw them on the enemy tour, um, when they, well, they were the support for Maximo Park. Maxi, I was at that one as well? Yeah. Oh, my God, at the uni. Well, uh, Leeds Uni, yeah. Well, the, the, funniest, the funniest bit about that was, so the tickets for that went on sale in October, November time, and me and my then-girlfriend were queuing up because she loved Maximo Park. She was a big mm. Maximo Park fan. Mm. I was at Monkeys. She hated them. Well, what was really wow. funny, we broke we broke up about a week before the gig for the um, university, and um, she, like, it was quite a bad breakup, this person. It was really bad. Anyway, she, I remember she... Uh, me and my friend were like, we'll go down pit. We'll go, you know, jump around for a bit. Yeah. Anyway, I thought, I'm going to crowd surf. Fair I went crowd surfing and actually landed on her head, which on the front barrier. And I still remember the time being like, and, and then I... Don't pretend up. you didn't do it on purpose, Loz. No, that was the second time. <laughs> seek a missile. She's there, the bastard. I still uh, playing I in with the people. I think it was uh, when they played... Uh, oh, God, I'm trying to remember the set list. 
I think it was uh, fake tails applied, and I, I just remember going right. That's it. I'm going, and, and then I think it's a few fans didn't quite light on. I just went straight for it, and I, I, I think she, re- I think she realised I was purposely doing it. I think she saw me once to just give me a scowl. I thought, yeah, I just can't be bothered. But um, yeah, I, that's my Arctic Monkey story. Yeah, that's how she lost the f- two front teeth as well. Lost. <laughs> so yeah, I, I do like Arctic Monkeys, but I just felt like it was it was a, a moment in time, which kind of leads into the next complaint to me about Arctic Monkeys from Danielle. I just find it pretty strange. I can't believe that. that in a way, I don't understand. Like, you know, there's better my words. Listen at Cribs. Kai, well, yeah. Kai's, uh, cribs. Get them involved. I find it funny how you can say something and it, it like winds people up. You know what I mean? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it is pretty strange. <laughs> oh, go on, sorry. Very quickly, Coldplay mm-hmm. are amazing. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Let's mm-hmm. see how many people come back to that. Coldplay are to amazing. That. Co-player amazing. It is pretty strange that you stopped listening to a band up to what you perceive is their end. Uh, sorry, the end of them musically, especially as they continue to make good music. I'm not. I don't. I don't know what. That... No, no, no. <laughs> I, might, I regret saying anything about the Arctic Monkey. No, 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 no. I question that because what determines good music? Because somebody mm. may love an album and then somebody may hate it. Oasis's uh, third album, "Be Here Now," I love it got panned mm. by everybody it's so yeah, it loud did. it's a bit cocaine field you can know they were on stuff and writing but yeah. i think it's brilliant and i love it yeah, I don't yeah. Mind it. yeah exactly and it's that perception so i don't what was the that. album after that standing on Even... the shoulders of giants that's when that's when the um hit like the road wasn't it really then that's when the chaos started pretty much here yeah. that was bad and after that it were heaven chemistry yes yeah it was yeah, yeah. I saw, really saw them on I, their last tour at Heaton Park. Yeah, I did. 2008, 2009. Yeah, 2009. I, I went to the gig the day where they had sound issues. So did I. It, <laughs> I was there with yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ, that's three gigs. <laughs> I was right near the front. There was a lot of uh, the rhino. Oh, my God. Liam, Liam we're on a bit of a tangent here, but that's what the mailbag's for. Liam kind of, kind of Liam or Noel came out and said, like, we're really sorry about okay, all this. Yeah. You're pissing it down, wasn't it? Technical issues. If you oh. want a refund, we're going to sort you one out. Well, I got one. You see, I, it wasn't pissing it down. It was really hot, if you remember. It was Oh, that's right, hot. yeah. yeah. Like, Melting all equipment. I was mocking me for having, like, a hat and, like, some cream on. I was like, lads, it's fucking roasting. Right yeah. yeah, so that as well. Yeah, Danielle, I'm really sorry. Every Arctic Monkeys fan, stop shooting at me. I'm never going to say anything bad about Arctic Monkeys again. Next question is from Brian. Brian is our music guy. He asks, uh, sorry, Tyler's our music guy. Brian's our film guy. But Brian's now kind of switched to television. So his question this week, hi, guys. My question is on television this week. What are some of your best ever TV shows, Loz? Oh, right. Uh, so, uh, I love Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad's yeah. amazing. People go, oh, the first three series are terrible. They're not. It's building the story up. It's storytelling. That's unbelievable. Mm. It's amazing. Um, so, yeah, that's on there. I like a program called Mr. Robot, which, um, have you ever watched that? It's a, uh, I haven't. It's Remy Malik in it. Yeah, it's incredible. It is proper head mess 
but it's class. It's so like you get really involved with it. It's one of those where it comes to the next episode, and you're like, I've got to watch, got to watch, got to watch. So you just good. binge it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love like Stranger Things, mm. stuff like that. So it varies, but I think Breaking Bad's probably my favorite. I agree with that. And my one of my best mates, kind of because me and my wife watched Breaking Bad, and then we fell in, obviously fell into. Better Call Saul as well. I've still not watched it. No, but we we kind of got in, got into got to a point with it. But then we had our first child at the time, and we for whatever reason we're just like, oh, we can't. You know, we're juggling it about. But my mate, he, in fact, he said it on Saturday at the game. He was like, you, you need to watch Better Call Saul. It's amazing. So I do need to jump back into that because people are like, it's just just as good as Breaking this. Bad. So, yeah, I think we both sounds like we both need to I'm jump into gonna... that. I'll carry on. I'll, 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 well, I'll carry on. I'll um, I think Breaking Bad is the best TV show I've ever seen. Yeah. Easily. Um, the first series of True Detective with Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson. Because True Detective just do like a series, you know, based on one story. Then the next series is a different story. And I've, I've we've only that. seen that. That's amazing. The first series is amazing. But they are great actors, so that that's good. In terms of comedy, Peep Show. Um, I'm obsessed with that. I'm obsessed with Only Fools and Horses, Phoenix Nights, The Office. I think those stand the stand the test of time. So I think those are all. I watched best. Phoenix Nights back the other week for the first time in years, and you just you, you could understand why Channel Four don't show it. There are some jokes <laughs> on that when you're like, wow. And then you think, yeah. 20, it's 20 years old, though. That's the point. Yeah. That's what really gets me. Things, like, you know, yeah, wow. things age. You know, yeah. the stuff on Only Fools and Horses is pretty. You know, there's no swearing. It's pretty, you know, it's pretty close and, and, and family oriented. But there's even stuff in there that you're like, you can't get away with that now. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Surprised yeah. UK Gold have got this on repeat. But it, it is what? what it is, really. But yeah. So I think those are the best. I did love Game of Thrones, but obviously that just it fell went off a bit weird, didn't it? Yeah, I've yeah, read the ending. Was just, yeah, the ending were um, appalling, so that kind of killed that off. But have um, you started watching the new one? I have. Yeah, I've, I've I have. watched the first one because I think it was Drew on uh, Twitter told me it was amazing. So I was like, oh, I'll give it a watch. And I, it's all right. Yeah, I hadn't watched any of the others yet. I'll have to get. Yeah, I've watched. I've watched. I've watched the first two of those. That it's not bad. It's a bit. A bit more of the same, really. Yeah. But um, and I know that that I was talking to Reese. I know about that um, massive Amazon Lord of the Rings show. That's that's starting or started. Oh, as well. I'll tell you now. That, some of the things I've heard people say about it. What the bad? Oh wow! I thought the person say it's really good, and that's my dad, who, who's a bit of a. Lord of the Rings fan. And Who like, loves it? Yeah. Good, yeah. And then I've heard people at work say, God, it's terrible. I'm like, it's terrible. Nice work. So, yeah, break it. If, if, I, if, if you had to put a gun to me, Ed, I would say Breaking Bad without a doubt. And I'd recommend anyone to watch it. Anyone, your gran, yeah. you know, any, just watch it because. Watch it. You might learn how to cook. Yeah. It's literally some of the best acting and television you'll see. And. For anyone, for anyone that remembers Malcolm in the Middle, <laughs> Brian Cranston played Hal in Malcolm in the Middle, one of my favourite ever TV shows. It's actually on Disney Plus now, for anyone that is a Malcolm oh, Middle fan. The whole, every series is really, really funny. 
And to see him go from playing Hal in Malcolm in the Middle, this hapless, like, funny, you know, very phys- yeah. physically funny comedian type into Walter White. It was something like that, wasn't it, Laurie, that transition? But here's a point, though. Do you, lo- do you like him or hate him? I liked him. I was kind of the rooting for him. character, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, no... No spoilers here in case someone is no, no, going to jump into point. it. But I liked him up until something happened to another character. I know that you're I like. So stay at that. If that yeah. makes sense. Um, and then it's one of those series where watching it with someone, you kind of get immersed into it until you're like, yeah. you'll, you'll finish an episode and it's one of those where you look at each other and you go, do you think they should have done that? Or what do you think is going to happen next? It's just... Oh, we we binged it. We just we ate it up. Just, I've watched it about oh, three times out of. I think I restarted oh. it before all my technical issues, so yeah. I'm gonna have to jump back into it. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. amazing. It's Absolutely amazing. Shauna says, "Will there be any podcasts from you in the off season after the World Cup? We we do have some ideas that we've been kind of banding around, don't we, Laurie? We've got a NRL draft that we want to." Yeah, I've got a couple of ideas I've been thinking myself. So I'll put, I'll yeah, put that Laurie's, Laurie's been brainstorming some. We've also got the the idea of like um, being the billionaire owner of rugby league, you know, kind of what you do and what you mould. That's in the back burner as well. And we also need to do another quiz because oh, I'd love to be Reese ran, ran the quiz and we said we'd do another, but we're just out of time. But in the off season, it'd be a good time to do another quiz to get two more contestants on to see if they can beat Howard. We're going to have to get Howard back on because he's the, he's the current champion. So we'll do that. So yeah, last year we didn't do anything in the off-season just because I didn't feel like the content was there because although we had the regulars, the podcast wasn't what it is now. Like the, the team we have now and like what the, the trajectory that we've been on, I think, no, we've got more than enough to... We can do it. Release podcasts through the off season, whether there'll be different themes and I mean there's all sorts that there's all kinds of ideas, but the ones that we're definitely doing are the quiz, the billionaire one, and what was it? The NRL draft, you know, because we've got people on the backburn who want to come in and do the NRL draft, like Josh from Kimburn. I think Mark wants to come on with that one as well. So yeah. So there will be some podcasts in the off season this year. The next question is Tyler with the music question. Spoke a lot of music today. <laughs> what more could we need? It's been brilliant. <laughs> it's been People amazing. are listening going, I'm going to discover a band. Yeah, it'll be all right. Yeah, well, you might on, you might on this question, actually. Well led in. What's a band or artist that you don't think got or gets enough plaudits or recognition? Any bands that you think are good but they don't quite oh, get the recognition, Lodge? Like you preempted me this question, and I'd mm. literally have the list like my arm length long. Oh, you brilliant! Know? Yeah, so and um, right. So first of all, what do you think of Wakefield? Yeah, <laughs> less said the better. Okay, <laughs> so like obviously the Cribs, amazing. The crib, yeah. If, you, if no listeners, viewers, if you've never heard of them, go have a look. They're three lads from Wakey. Who are brilliant. They play such a weird sort of like guitar indie rock class. You love them. Very raw, They're very yeah. underrated. Um, now there's a band from Hebden Bridge called the Orioles, who right. oh my god, 
right, I discovered them a few years back. Me and my dad and a lot of mates went to Live at Leeds, which is like a inner city festival that they mm. do. Uh, Pre-COVID, it was in like May time. And mm. my dad had gone, oh, we've got to go see this band play Trinity Church in Leeds. And um, I was like, okay. And my mates were like, all right, yeah, who are they? And it was like, oh, they're from Hebden Bridge. They've been talked up. And we are like, okay. So we went along. Yeah. And Trinity Church, which if you know in Leeds, is a little tiny church at the side of Trinity Shopping Centre yeah. near Burger King. Um, mm. Literally, it was packed. And there were people wow. stood around. And these like three teenage, late teenagers came on stage and started playing. And everyone just went, wow. And it was like one of those moments of, yeah, I'm quite glad I could. Thanks, Dad. Thanks for letting me know. And that was yeah. it. I've seen them all over the place, been to York to see them. Uh, really good. Uh, they play like sugary pop, but like mm-hmm. with a bit guitar-y undertone, really quite he- not heavy guitar, but, you know, like a bit progressive, uh, prog and stuff like that. Really good. If you get What are they called, Lowe's? The Orioles. Yeah. Just right down there. They're good. They're very good. Um They've just got a new album, uh, releasing a new album next month, so it's going to be quite big. Um, Any more? Um, there's a very weird American producer I like who's called Porter Robinson, who oh. he used to make like really not heavy dance music, but quite like bang 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 stuff. And mm. now he kind of makes like weird Japanese influenced like wow. electronic, um, and he makes like these weird films to go with it. He's worth a look. Uh, very strange, and he's got long like flowing hair. You look at me, and think you could be a DJ. Well, he is, he's really good. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. I think that's it. Um, I'm trying to think of a rapper for you or something like that, you know. But I think you probably know everybody that, like, yeah, I'm trying. Yeah, Dave. I think the most underrated band or one of that, what's not enough recognition, sorry, and underrated and, and kind of, I don't know, underappreciated. I don't know what it is, but and I'm not saying that. They're like, because Loz there has given like three great examples that people can kind of go and listen to. And 99.9%, you probably wouldn't have heard of who Loz said. So that's like. Yeah, you probably heard of Cribs. Oh, Cribs, sorry. Yeah, yeah, Cribs, sorry. But mine is Arcade Fire. I just think, I know the Massive and the Do Arena tours and, you know, the Glastonbury and all that. And I'm fully aware of who they are, but. The amount of times, like, I'll speak to people and about music, and you know, you really can get into it, like we have tonight. And you mention Arcade Fire, and they kind of go, and they've kind of spoke really well about music, you know, different bands. And I, I kind of go, I really love, love Arcade Fire. The amount of times people say to me, "Who are they?" I'm like, eh, massive. Well, and I just, I feel they're really kind of. I know they're high on the radar, but. I still feel they've got like a weird thing where people aren't aware of who they are or what they do. They've um, not had some good publicity in the last week. I was about to say that. I said, I've said that now, but the frigging lead singer, <laughs> Wynn Butler's, is another one, isn't it? Another going down you... for sexual assault yeah. and all that lot. So I remember saying, yeah, as this comes out, if it gets sent down, just ignore that recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> Sack it off, yeah. Um, I remember seeing them. At, they were another band I saw at Leeds Fest one year, and mm. um, they were played in um, Radio One tent. So it was like really, it was a Sunday night, and it was really weird because everybody could tell it just got to the point where Sunday night festivals, you would be like, oh, and all of a sudden they came on and it lifted the crowd in the tent. Yeah. You could feel it. It was like a weird euphoria. It was, it was, it was amazing. They're they're a fascinating band. But again, that that disclaimer. If the if he does go down, then, then we no, scrap everything. I just we'll do a re-edit. Yeah, I'll just I'll just slice that out and say another. 
another yes, different man Oh, another act as well. Um, uh, there's a Canadian. This is really weird. There's a Canadian twin sister band called Tegan and Sarah, right? Oh, no. Tegan and Sarah. They're amazing. So they kind of write. It sounds really wrong. They're kind of two um, sisters who are both mm. um, like struggled in life because they're basically um, they they've come out when they were young, both of them. And it's kind of they've wrote albums all about like the struggles and everything mm. and life. And of course, um, mm. if you're looking for a song that is amazing, look up Tegan and Sarah. Look up a song called "Walking with a Ghost." Came about mm. twenty years ago, probably a little mm. bit less, ten to fifteen years ago. Incredible song. There you go. That's the song reference. Tegan and Sarah. Write that down as well. Uh, the next question from Tyler on music. He's got two this week, which is always good. We want more interaction. What unpopular music opinion do you have? I feel like we've answered this before. Because mm. I just feel like, similar to Arctic Monkeys, I got a bit of a backlash because I can't stand Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, I can't. Awful. I can't stand them either. I, Awful. I, I, can't, I cannot stand them at all. And I cannot stand, yeah. like, Kings of Leon either. don't like I liked them until I saw them live. That were, in fact, that was twenty minutes after Arcade Fire in two thousand five. He's seen them all. They were on the main stage, and I was like, "Come on, I'm well excited." And they played all the songs really slowly. What? Yeah. So, like Molly's Chamber, which was one of the great songs of their first album. Yeah. Played it really slow. They were like, "What are you doing?" You could tell the crowd were like, "Get Foo Fighters on." Get Foo. Yeah. Get Foo Fighters on a proper band. Yeah. Um, Another one that. It might be unpopular, it might not. And I don't know if I'm, I should say this, but I think Beat Surrender by The Jam, I think that's the best jam song ever. I don't know if that's unpopular. I'm, I'm, I know, I, and they've got some amazing songs, but I just think that that's the best jam song ever. Whether that's unpopular or not, because I know they've got you know massive hits, That's Entertainment, Start, you know, Town Called Malice, et cetera, et cetera. But I think Beat Surrender is the best jam song ever. Have you got any unpopular music opinions, Loz? Um, I've got a weird music taste, as you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> Taylor Swift, amazing. Um, um, I, I don't really... Oh, God, I had one the other day. I mean, I know I've already mentioned this, Coldplay. They are amazing. Um, I'll say that. I know people slate and go, oh, live, the best band in the world. That's what mm. I was trying to write out. Um, mm. Otherwise, no... Um, there are some bands I'd detest and go, what? Chili Peppers. Um, but no, I'm kind of a bit like, mm, I don't really have one that I'd call. I don't know. I don't think so. You don't have one. No. That was easy enough. Tommy asks, should we appeal Martin's stupid one-match ban? Well, yeah. And I think we will. I think we will, yeah. We, yeah, Tommy. I think we will. And whether it'll be overturned, I'm not. It's a different matter. Sure. Yeah, it's a different matter. But we definitely will, Tommy. Make no... Um, no doubt about it. And Helen asks again, do you think the Rhinos will show the Catalan game inside the ground? I think they will. I just think it's, it's going to happen. It's bound to happen. You know, there's a lot of interest Everyone. in it now. And it's kind of snowballed into um, our fanzine launch day. <laughs> <laughs> Little did they know. Oh, sorry, Rhinos. Yeah. <laughs> That's it from me, Loz. That's my right. mailbag kind of wrapped up. Have you got the... Laura's going to give us the ones from Twitter? Yeah, so basically, what questions did you answer again? So, uh, do you want me to read these bad boys out? I'll yeah, go, go for, for it. it. So, 
Yeah, so the lot of this brilliant podcast asked you guys three important questions. So first of all, what is the best stadium you've ever been to? Now, my one is Wembley. Now, I mm. like it. It's just the thing of you see it, you see the structure, it, and then you get inside and it does take your breath away. It is a mm. brilliant stadium. And mm. I know it's a bit like a cliche, it is our home stadium, but I do love it. I think it's class. I don't know what you think. Or what's your favourite? I don't I know. Do, I do like Wembley as a stadium because, to be honest, I don't think, because it is a modern stadium. I know it was built in that 2007. That's ages yeah. ago now. But it is a modern stadium. And every time we've been, no matter where we sit, you always get a good view. So it is like, you know, you have not, you know, because you've been to that dump Old Trafford and been to it and I've been like, this is a bad view, this, you know. I've never going to have a nice thing to say about that place. But at Wembley, I remember once, I think it was 20. 14 cup final we were right in gods like behind like in, in a corner we were thinking oh christ we're gonna be gonna be tiny little ants here we're gonna miss it all but it, it, it best i think the best view we've had you know so and then every other time we've been we've had good views and i feel i've, I've always felt that i don't know I, I, I think it being like the challenge cup stadium you know and the attachment to it and things I do think that that draw to it makes it special. Going to Old Trafford has never felt special to me. I know we've got the we've had the, the wins there and everything, but I just cannot overlook that. Is this slightly blinkered though? Yeah, oh, massively. Yeah, yeah. It, it's just plastered with scum everywhere, and it, everything reminds. I think. Well, first of all, and I've said this loads on the podcast, that so everyone knows my opinions that they should move the grand final away from that dump. And now I am saying it because I can't stand the place, but look at the stadium. I'm kind of going on a bit of a tangent here, but look at the stadium that we've got now, Loz, in yeah, the country. Yeah, right. oh, when were Old Trafford built? When was it revamped? It's, yeah, it like is a, a yeah, I did anything for about 15 years, after. You know, the, the, the yeah. stadium's like, St. James's Park is better. Yeah, yeah. Anfield is better. No, no. Um, no, 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 no. no, no. You're not having that. <laughs> no. Right, Anfield is the worst. Sorry, I know there's a few Liverpool fans who watched, uh, listen and watch this. Anfield <laughs> is horrendous. The cop is... Right, I'm, if you've seen me in real life, I'm not the tallest bloke in the world, you know. I am. <laughs> I struggle to sit down in a seat in the cop because the leg room is that small. What? Mm. Who's it designed for? Uh, without sounding harsh, a scouse is that small? Who yeah. knows? It's Midgets. awful. And there's no facilities around Anfield. Dump. There's yeah. one pub which I think I'm bad from. But that's another story. But That's right. But <laughs> well, that's another time. She didn't like us singing rugby songs outside. She was like, you're never welcome here again. All right, no worries. Off no, no, not coming back. Yeah. It's an absolute dump. And I just yes, think the other stadia that we've got in the country now, Man City, you know, the yeah. ones further south, you know. Spurs. Spurs. Yeah, I mean, at Spurs, you're really talking. That's a showpiece venue. Exactly. I don't want to sound over the top, and I've said this before, and you know, I've said it with Reese and everybody. You know, that is because it's so new, and the spec of it, you know, it's literally twenty twenty one. Every yeah. box gets ticked. Every stadium in, I don't know about the because I know the stadium in America, the NFL is just incredible, absolutely. Yeah out of this world but 
Certainly in terms of Europe, Spurs have got the envy of... Not, I know the capacity is like 60, but the actual ground and the infrastructure and all the tech and everything, it must be the envy of Europe, that loss, that yeah. stadium. Got to be. Got to mm. be. Have the grand uh, final there. Anywhere but Old Trafford is what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> I, do, I do agree. I, I think, right, I, I like Old Trafford, but it's only because of what we've done there that makes me like it. Yeah, that's so it's yeah, like yeah. A, you know, like a lot of memories there. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So I'll always have that, even though it's like hit teams hit. You know, mm. I'll still enjoy it. But, and I, I do, I do, you know, I kind of say because I do hate the ground, and I've got my reasons for that. But I do think it has served its purpose at the time. Yeah. At the time, nineteen ninety eight, it was the best ground. Kind of, it was perfect. You know, the, where it was situated on sixty two and. Blah de blah de blah. I just think where we are now in 2022. I have to fucking remember year then. In 2022, <laughs> I, I just think the stadia, better stadia available yeah. elsewhere. And I just think take it there, find a new home, or take it on tour. But um, in turn, anyway, back to the question. I have the best stadium I've been to would probably be probably Wembley, but I don't know if this counts because. We, when we one of our trips to America, we f- flew to Chicago. Now I didn't go yeah, to Soldier Field. I think it was Soldier Field. I saw a massive stadium in Chicago, and it looked like Soldier Field where the Bears play, and it just looked amazing. Does that count? <laughs> no, I mean, um, mine's in a slightly weirder context to that. Like uh, my second favorite, I didn't actually get time to go into it, but you could walk into the stadium. So years ago, when I was in Cambodia. I went to. I was stood outside Cambodia's Olympic Stadium. Now, if you, wow. look, in record, if you look in the record books, Cambodia's never held the Olympics. So mm-hmm. basically, they've, they've just called the stadium Olympic Stadium. So basically, mm-hmm. it's like where the uh, national team football and they do sport there. And the, the stadiums are right in the like. It's kind of in a big district of um, Phnom Penh, which is the capital. And me and my friend was like stood outside it, and I was like, "Wow, okay, it's very." Um, a relic, shall we say? But you could yeah. see that with so much pride as well. So, like, people mm. were having photos taken outside it and everything. And I remember at the time, like, do I take a photo outside? So, I did get one. I don't know where it is now. But the venue was I so. That like, counts. Yeah, there was not. I, you could walk into it. There was like an open gate. And I was like, should I go in? And people walked, but I just, it was like my friend, she didn't like sports. So I was a bit like, I don't want to be, you know, causing yeah. too much chaos. But it was such a big, weird stage. It was like, I think it's like 60,000 or something. Else. Wow. Yeah, but it's, um, yeah, I'm not sure we meet any standards over here, put it that way. No, definitely not. <laughs> right. Um, what, so did, had, what, what, what were some of the answers then to the. Uh... I was just going to go through. So, go for um, it, mate. Ian, Ian East Leeds has said uh, the Westfallen Stadium, which is Dortmund's ground. Dortmund's. That, that or oh, the yellow wall up in that. Yeah. Be that that's a bucket list one, that, don't you that think? Is definitely huge. Um, let's have a look. Essex Rhino has said uh, the cap now, Barcelona. I'm. I think it's one of those sort of places where it's kind of with Barcelona's ground. It's you have to go to a big game. I know it's one of the experiences where you could watch mm. Barcelona, and yeah. But I think yeah. being in a big like Champions League or a Madrid game be amazing. Yeah. Mm. Um, Rhino's newsroom also said New Camp. Uh, Richard Stockdale um, also said, well, he said the Lucas Hall Stadium, which is a Indianapolis Colts venue in uh, Indianapolis. That is wow. amazing. I've, I bet that was incredible. And like I said earlier, that. I'd, I don't watch NFL, but I know that from the stadium that you do kind of see, yeah, they're all just like 
incredible aren't they? yeah yeah they're absolutely let's massive. have a grand final out there yeah that'd be amazing <laughs> um josh jackson said um, he said spurs stadium as well um yeah Mark, our good friend said uh, millennium stadium cardiff i get that i like the millennium state well is, mm. is it the principality stadium now calling mm. but that is a really nice venue and the location is perfect perfect All the bars and everything yeah everything incredible um, let's have a look. Uh, some a couple of people. Oh, Andy G said uh, Celtic Park. A couple of other people. Okay. We, people. I just on Celtic Park. Sorry, we. I were in Glasgow. Um, when did I go to Glasgow? About May. About May time. When Celtic won the league, we went to Glasgow for a weekend, and we drove past Ibrox on on a motorway. And that looked really impressive, you know. It, it, it had that that weird kind of thing where it looked old in parts, but then new and massive in others. Yeah. I, did, I didn't see Celtic part. I did see Ibrox, and just from a distance, that looked impressive. I, I do think both of those and um, Celtic and least, Rangers yeah. Stadium are really, really impressive. Very impressive Carry on, at least. Um, mm. That was pretty much it, really, as daft as it sounds in terms of it. We've had mm. um, another person, Gordon Vale, say at t Stadium, which is, although that's that's a different one, that's the uh, Cowboys Stadium in Texas, wow. the Stadium. That I've seen before. That's another one which is like huge. They also do like make a boxing events there and everything. So. I'm literally about to say then, lots. I'm sure I've seen. Um, I can't remember what fault. Somebody had a massive fight there last year. One, um, I'm sure I watched Canelo. I think Golovkin. he was Canelo or something. Yeah, uh, Canelo in there. Mega. Looked amazing. So, I'd like um, Cowboy Stadium. Did you say? Yeah, the Arlington. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure this one where it's got the the might all look similar, but it's got like screens that run kind of oh, around the ring of. A few of them have got that. I think you're thinking is it the um, Audi one in Atalanta? I think it's that where because Atalanta mm. played a state above the soccer tip soccer. <sighs> yeah, <laughs> sorry, I've got kind of MLS team and uh, the Falcons playing the stadium Play together, yeah, all the way around. I think it's incredible. Mm. Really, see it, Brilliant. yeah, yeah. Um, right, so oh, should we go on to the second question we asked? Go for it, friend. Go for it, right? What's the strangest place um, you've seen something rhinos related? So, uh, mine was uh, in uh, the truth talk in Maverick's head, so uh, obviously, you know. <laughs> So is that? Yeah. So, That's uh, not strange. It's well, full of his That's his, his head. head's exploding, going, oh, rhinos. Oh. I am half. Um, yeah. <laughs> if, you, yeah, if you're watching. Um, so, yeah, where's the strange place you've seen up? I kind of said it before. It's not, it's not strange as in exotic or, but it was in Blythe in the northeast. Okay. Was that, I've said it re- no, quite recently on a podcast. I was, like buying a meal deal in like Tesco or somewhere. So Blythe's like ass end of nowhere, not really northeast yeah, of yeah. the country. That's miles and miles away from here. And um, I saw a guy there as I'm like rummaging through for my meal deal, Tesco's, wherever, Aldi, whatever that was. And I just come out, I saw that he had a rhino's hat on. And I, I do this thing where I just say, nice hat, you know, nice shirt. Someone's got a lead shirt on. Rhinos United, nice, you know, whatever hat, scarf. Drives my wife mad, but I always do it. And I, I said to this guy, I said, oh, nice hat, mate. Because nine out of ten times, they know what you're talking about. People have probably done it to you, Loz. You know, you'll have a rhino shirt on, or you, oh, nice shirt, mate. And you go, oh, yeah, and you know, yeah. if you stood at a bus stop or something, you'll say, oh, what do you think at Leeds game? And blah, you know, you 
he talked, you know, it happens all the time. But anyway, with this guy, I said it to him, I said, oh, nice hat, mate. And he just like looked at me like a death stare. I thought, oh my God, he's going to hit me or something. And I just went, dee, dee, dee. and I said, oh, no, it's just, I'm a Rhinos fan and, you know, I'm on about your Rhinos hat, you know, nice hat. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was saying Leeds, 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 wasn't it? <laughs> do it, it Leeds salute, mate. You just yeah, misunderstood him. You know what their accent's like up there. So I mean, he was just like, eh, and I was just like, no, like getting a bit, a bit uppity in confrontation. I was just like, no, I mean, I'm a Leeds fan from Leeds and I, I like your hat. I'm a Rhinos fan. And he just went, eh, like trotted off. I was like, Jesus Christ. Just... That's but, like it's it, It's a weird part of the world, let's admit it. <laughs> I, I love up there, though. It's funny. <laughs> no, it's um, not. Any, have, you, have you seen any? In a weird place, sorry, did you say? No? I haven't really. I was trying to think about this. I, I, I couldn't think of anything. I mean, no. I know no. it sounds really boring, but... It is what it is. I mean, some yeah. I mean, some people have travelled... Well, let's let's go to the answers and see exactly where people yeah. have seen some stuff. So uh, we'll kind of go through randomly. So uh, let's have a look. Uh, a few people are oh, Leeds Rhinos newsroom who are always really good. They've said yeah. uh, it wasn't in person, but I was very surprised to see a pair of Rhino shots in an episode of Geordie Shaw. That's really <laughs> apparently so. <laughs> I mean, I can't say that really. Um, so, uh, oh, Matthew, you're watching Geordie Shaw for Sam. <laughs> hey, I've been watching Geordie. Sh- no, that's oh, not talking about that. Um, <laughs> Matthew Watson said, um, I once wore a Rhino shirt for the game, took my seat, and in front of me. Um, oh no, sorry, I apologize. So, this is kind of he's answered two questions in one. So, basically, he said about like he'd gone to camp now to watch uh, you know, Barcelona. But he mm. says, um, on leads some um, him on to answer two. I wore a rhino shirt for the game, took my seat in front of me, sat the bloke who I didn't know, uh, I didn't know. He took his hoodie off and he had a rhino's training top on. Interesting, no way. So, anyway, just pointed at each other. Then a third bloke appeared from the stairwell, also. In a lead shirt, it was like the Spider-Man meme. Three of us, third-rate sports journalists, that can't just go like that, just pointing at each other, like because this this can't this can't be a coincidence because that's a bit strange. But I don't doubt him though. But no, I don't. Like you could, I can imagine, like you're walking down a beach. Say you're in Goa in India, you're walking down a beach. Like yeah, I've got my rhinos shirt on top, and next thing you know, somebody walks out in like a burrow shirt, and you're thinking. Mm what are the chances yeah. it could happen where you go but, but yeah. it, it can't be a coincidence because when we were talking about the stadium question the best stadium yeah. we had two or three people say the new camp didn't we yeah, yeah. are they the same people from that day and they've all kind of come in a roundabout way and now they're in the mailbag like saying all three of them were there I'm going for three of them were there <laughs> is it it could could, could be the same people well, one of my friends was at um, thinking the Warriors game on Saturday in New Zealand. Um, he's a, <laughs> no, one of my mates lives out there. And he used to be a right. He's a staunch Rhinos fan. He used to do every Rhinos game home and away, every Legion United game home and away, every England international home and away. He did that for like nearly ten years. Anyway, it was at Mount. He's minted. <laughs> it was. And, uh, we called him international just because of that. Anyway, uh-huh. he um, he moved out to New Zealand before COVID. Anyway, he. Um, he were watching the Warriors, and at the time he went into like this bar area, and up there there were a lot of lead shirts, and, and it was wow. from two. I think it was two thousand and eight, two thousand and nine. So who put them there? Bluey. Mm. There were a lot of lead shirts, yeah. And he put pictures up, and I, it just made me smile. I was like, yeah, fair play. But yeah, that's. I mean, that's another example, isn't it? Yeah. Everywhere. Leads everywhere you go. 
Um, let's say if there's others. Um, somebody said, uh, Andy J said they saw another rhino shirt on a strip in Las Vegas. See, wow, was, I mean, that's pretty good to be fair. Now, this is a belter, right? So, Josh, um, he said, Afghanistan. While on tour, seeing a young lad with a rhino's hat on from a previous deployment had given him. So somebody out in the middle of Afghanistan, somebody, a soldier must have given him his rhino's hat to a little child who'd been running around with it on for months. And he's oh, my it. God. Now, that is cool. I think that's quite a good story. That's, um, that's amazing. I know. Can you imagine seeing that? Um, How mad that, yeah, there's just, yeah, it's just around Afghanistan. And just, oh, my God. Like, yeah, that'll, that'll take some beating there. Who were that, sorry? Uh, that was sorry, Ballis. Um, Josh, uh, which is at M9 Yule, basically. Josh, that. Yeah. So that, I Josh, think that's going to take some beating that, Josh, mate. That mm. is possibly the highest. Um, mm. somebody asked, <laughs> uh, Gordon Vale also said, seeing Val Venus, WWE wrestler in a yeah. Rhino shirt on podcasts, that is pretty much about not quite above the uh, kid in Afghanistan, maybe but second, but it did, it did kind of. Spark the little spark there. Might have to get in touch with old Val, try and get him on the pod. <laughs> yeah, he might come on. Let me so, write that down. Contact yeah, Val Venus. Get that added. <laughs> yeah, put it on and see what happens. Yeah, we'll never know. Um, so, the third question we asked, and this is a class one, wasn't it? It was, What are some insignificant things that annoy you? Pet this, this has kind of carried on from the last mailbag because. Me and Reese kind of felt that it could be something because it it's one of those where it's continuous. You know, you always yeah, think yeah, of something yeah. like, "Oh, that annoys me." You know, it's the little oh, things oh, that annoys me. That annoys me. We kind of thought if we pump it out to everybody, it might be something that just we keep rolling on with. Carry on, sorry. So, what is your pet peeve? My latest one is I I, I keep going back to like to driving because I just think. The standards of driving are getting worse and worse. And people just don't indicate. They don't let you know where they're going. They, they slam the brakes on. They don't say, they don't give you a little wave to say thank you when you let them in and out. And I just think the standard of driving has just plummeted massively. If 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 you are a driver listening to this and you, and you don't give a wave, you know, when someone lets you out or put your hazard lights on or flash your lights, why don't you? Why? You know, someone's rude, talking, it? Yeah, it's really rude, by the way. You shouldn't do it. But I mean, I don't drive, and I know that. Yeah. yeah, if someone's kind of giving you the road to be like, right, come on, come on in, you know, come on in and join us, you, sh you really should say thanks, you know, yeah. and kind of. So stop doing that if that's you. <laughs> We're all nice watching you. We all know who you are. Yeah. yeah, yeah, don't do it. Have you got any of the little things that I've got kind of hurt you? Hmm? Two. So one of which is when you're in a supermarket or like in a place where you're queuing, mm -hmm. when somebody's right up your ass when you're paying or you're at the till, yeah, it proper bugs me. Give me some space. I mm. mean, when, if there's somebody that's getting served in front of me, um, I I give them a bit of space because let's be mm. honest, you, you know, you want you they might want a bit of you know if they're putting the card details in, you don't want to say that. You don't mm. want somebody else seeing it. But when people are right behind you, I don't yeah. get that. Especially when it's a queuing yeah. system or queuing thing. Yeah, yeah, go away. And the second one, <laughs> this is really insignificant. However, it is quite funny. I've only just noticed this. Is when Greg's don't get the pasties at the right temperature. <laughs> so, like, you know, like when you go and you're thinking, oh, I'll get a sausage roll or something, and you bite into it and it's cold. This like, is very significant. It's, it's, actually, it's absolutely key. 
<laughs> That's it. It'll even make or break your day off for the next couple yeah. of hours. Because if Absolutely. it's not warm or it's too it's too cold, no. So when they get it spot on, perfect. That's my One, another thing that I've just kind of thought of then that insignificant thing that annoys me is when people write type should of should oh, no. or f instead of have so it's, yeah. it should have yeah. or like would of it's not would of it's would have i, don't, well, I know it's, it's a little tiny tiny thing but when i read it, i'm just like oh god but the trick is i'm not there. like a grammar nazi but i don't know why that really irks me go on sorry no 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 but you're right the trick is if you if you're going to type it like that don't fucking bother just type it <laughs> just type it the long way and then people it, will know it, it, it's, I think it irks me because I see it as like an accent thing. Like, yeah, the way right. our accent it is, we do pronounce it should of. You know, yeah. we don't, well, I'm from Leeds. I think you are, you know, we, we don't say yeah. should have. It's not in our accent to say. So it's like you're typing it in your accent, but everything else that you type is like grammatically. It's like, no. it's like yeah. no, isn't it? You type it yeah. no, you're like, oh, that won't so make I'm like, sense. It's almost as if you, you know, you've, you're starting to type in the way you speak it, but yeah, it's like a mix. I don't know. It drives me nuts. No, no. But this is a this is another ramble. But this is how like the culture has changed, hasn't it? So like we've all gone into like since like text messaging, you know, mm. yeah, Twitter, that it part, yeah, yeah. The dialect from everywhere kind of doesn't transpire what you should mm. do in context of text. That is a very good point. This is a really weird one, isn't it? But it, it makes sense. Yeah, you're right. Right. Go so, ahead, mate. What else have we got? Oh, some of these are brilliant. We're all, <laughs> I, I swear to God. You've just got a good thing that could just continually. Right. Keep up. So, um, right. <laughs> Pet Peeves. This is from uh, Ian, um, who's been on the show before. Um, oh, good Pet old Peeves. Ian, one of our regulars. Folks who sit, folks in seats who A, arrive at the last possible minute. Ian. That's me. <laughs> I can say, yeah. Uh, B, who have kids who are up and down every five minutes. Now, mm. I don't have any children, so I can't possibly comment. But My kids imagine... don't go, no. <laughs> yeah, just don't bring them. Just, yeah. And then C, <laughs> <laughs> the, um, the free pisses a game brigade. Feed yourself before, <laughs> free yourself before <laughs> you arrive. And at our time, <laughs> sit there for 40 minutes. It's not that difficult. Now, you see... I'm not going to name her, and I won't. So one of my friends, she does have, you know, a weak bladder. So they can, she can be at a game or out for the afternoon, and literally she'll go, I need a wee. And it's like, yeah, we know. Yeah. Again. And like a, a game, she can say that about four times, and you're thinking, how could somebody produce that much? You don't, I don't get it. But you're right. Ian's right. I think um, Ian just wants you to get to the game half an hour earlier. <laughs> Sit down with your pie like and yeah. stay there until half time and then nip down back for half time, straight back up. Yeah, but I do I do we do, sorry, me and my friends, we do literally walk in nine out of ten times after the kickoff, you know, because the time we walk down to the bar and you know have a have a pee and then get a pie and a pint and walk up nine out of ten times with like a minute or two late. Having said that, we do have our own role, so we're not ah, that's disturbing all right. that's fine. anybody. But we have kicked, I think, twice, two times this year 
because we've got our own row, because there's only four seats on our row, so it's, it's us. So we have kicked out, I think, two, maybe two or three times this year. Because we turn up so late, people kind of think, oh, this is, um, these <laughs> seats are empty. You know, we've got a cushy number here. So it has been, we've had a couple of eggy moments where we've been like, oh, shit, sorry. <laughs> we are here. <laughs> You'll no, have no, to find your seat. But that, no, no, that leads me to the next one. It's when people don't look at the tickets or they don't, and they think I'll sit wherever I want. That's yeah. a peeve. And you raise a good point there. You technically, if you've got those seats, it doesn't matter. The people behind you don't really affect them. People in front. There's no of you one behind them. us. Oh, it's enough. So that's fair. No. So no, that where we fun. sit, sorry. As you, if you stood on the pitch, looking at the south stand, on the left hand side. The, the stand kind of slopes. It slopes up. We so the, 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 the top four seats there on that side, that's us. So there's no one behind us. So we're not upsetting, uh, upsetting people, sorry. So, yeah, you're, you're right. It's like it's our own. Yeah, that, really looking, that's it. Mm. No, it's the people who know when they're sat in the middle of a row who turn up late. That's when it annoys It's always them, isn't it? Yeah. I think if that's more like side. Ian's talking about, you know, they're in yeah, the yeah. middle and they're that's up fine. and... Disturbing everybody walking through, yeah. yeah that's yeah. perfect. Yeah, yeah I, I agree with that. that. Right, let's yeah. have a look. Let's. The, <laughs> Essex Rhino said, "The way kids talk these days, you get me." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Old man yelling at a cloud. That's us. <laughs> How dare you? Yeah. Um, Leeds Rhino's newsroom. I break out in a rage when the shopping bags fall over in the car on the way back from the supermarket. No idea why. It just triggers me. I like Me that. Too. Little tiny things that just irritate. Little like, yeah, little insignificant things. I'm I'm the same there, Sam. I'm exactly the same. Like, it kind of, you think you've stacked them well in the boot. You're like, yeah, you've got the bottles and the milk and you've kind of wedged it all in and it's all, but then you turn a corner like a roundabout and all you can hear is like some bottles go chink and you're just like, oh, Jesus Christ. And it makes <laughs> you think what have you done? You know, stop being Lewis Hamilton. Oh, yeah. Um, this is a brilliant one. And I actually, well, I fell slightly short of this the other day at work. Emojis in work emails. Now, yeah. I accidentally did that because I was sending an email to somebody at work the other day and I put like a laugh, you know, happy laughing one. Mm -hmm. And then somebody went, replied within 30 seconds going, as if you just put a laughing face in your email. <laughs> and I was just like, I was meaning it. And, you know, they were, to be fair, they took it in a funny way. It wasn't like a nasty one, but they were like, that's quite funny, actually. So, yeah, I agree with that. But, yeah. Anyway, I I um, think I'm I'm quite emoji heavy in my chats and things, but I I do put emojis in work emails because I I like I just find emails, boring, work boring. emails exhausting. Like yeah. they're not to me. They're like they're not real. You know, it's always like I hope this email finds you well. They're very formal and like yeah. you know, and you just I just think like a lot of the time it needs a little. Humor, or you know, just to, just for people to make sure that you know, because some stuff you're saying working as it you know, they can, as when you read anything, you know, you can sometimes read it and be like, Are they being funny with me? Don't you also no. need to, don't you also find you need to express yourself as well sometimes? And sometimes exactly, when you yeah. just express it. So you might say something you think, Is that going to be funny? or will mm -hmm. they find it funny? So putting a laughing thing helps, yeah, yeah okay, exactly. well, it, can, it, it kind of. Yeah, to me, that's exactly how I see it. Like, if, if I write something and then put an emoji on it at end, you know what's... It's almost as if you're describing how to read that. 
that's you know, exactly tongue in cheek or it's funny or you know it's sarcastic yeah. or the emoji kind of translates that. So who who said that? Sorry, Matthew. Uh, Matthew Clough uh, at Fieldhead Rider. I I the whole hands up my I do um, I do emoji I and work emails. Um, Josh Jackson, you got you. You could. I'm not sure I should read this because he might get into some serious trouble. However, <laughs> as you've tweeted it, we are reading out. <laughs> My pet peeve is our last not making the bed. <laughs> Josh, good luck, mate. I think the floor might be a. <laughs> That's <laughs> on you. That's yeah, on that you, is. my friend. Uh, let's have a look. Uh, You've made your bed, so to speak. <laughs> oh, Pete, um, Josh, the uh, who said about the, um, the 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 Afghanistan situation thing. Mm. He said people reading over my shoulder. I get that. That's probably mm. because it's another thing of people being close, and mm. it looks awkward as well, doesn't it? Mm. When somebody stood over your shoulder, going, oh, you know, no, no, I don't like that. Yeah, no, I what are you doing? That. I had somebody do that to me this morning, and I had to move my chair slightly and go, no, you're not doing that. And they were like, yeah, just, uh, just back away there. Yeah, yeah, I was like, weird. you can read the screen, because that's weird, what that? I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, no, I agree with that, that is weird. That's a really good one. Uh, let's have a look. Um, right, so this is a rugby-related one from um, Paul, who's at Paul306891. When a team opts to kick a penalty, misses, and then it is still rewarded by getting the ball back. <laughs> Yeah, that's I kind of agree one. with that. Mm. That's a good one because in a 20... No, it's not 20 race. Yeah, it's a 20 restart, isn't it? Mm. Kick restart. Mm. It should be a dropout, maybe. Oh, I don't mm. know. I don't, I don't know. Where would you restart? Would you do a tap? Would you let the defensive team get the ball back and start on the 20-meter line? Yeah, it'd have to be a tap restart on 20, wouldn't it? Yeah, but I agree. The fact, you get your, the fact they get the ball... Because the penalty is given, so your advantage there is... The kick, penalty, so the kick yeah. to goal that is your advantage. So, if, if Reese had missed, if he'd missed that kick to make it uh 8 2, mm. right, and we got the ball back, that's it would have been cruel, wasn't it? To cast you, you're kind of rewarding because, as I say, you, you get the advantage from the kick, yeah, and then if you miss, you're being rewarded for your miss, you're getting rewarded, but you get two, yeah, you're getting like two advantages when you... I've never thought about that, but you're right. That's a, strange That's a very strange rule, which probably that needs to change. It's a good point. The NFL <laughs> listen to this. <laughs> yeah, they should do. Um, MC, um, who's at pair or dice lost. Uh, number three, people making the snake queue at the bar in spoons like they're at Tesco till. <laughs> See, queuing's this is another thing, but Brit British folk. We love a queue. Yeah, that's are it. you a queue? Is it. this the queue? We love a queue. The queuing out outside original or uh, not original or oh, tabs. Head on the taps in a line, straight out. I like it, that. that. It's the whole the... bar, but no, we are British. We were going a single file. But do you know what? It felt polite, didn't it, rather than pushing it? Did you? Are, are you in the queue? Right, I'll stand behind you. Obviously, if the listener doesn't know, we were in the same pub together on Saturday. So Yes, we were. As always. Um, and finally, this is a brilliant one, this. So Golden Vale uh, basically says, people saying things like, for the greater good, as a justification for being a bully and arsehole. Bit, yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's almost like saying, for the greater good. Yeah, but who's greater good? Is he yeah. yours? Yeah, obviously your own, because you're saying it. Correct. <laughs> you've got your best interests at heart. There's no interest other than your own. I've got a couple here from the email that I forgot. This one's from Tom. Pet peeves. Grand final day at the scum ground. Groundsman can't be asked rubbing out the football pitch markings. 
So you have to contend with two sets of markings on the surface. And Tom, it's just another reason to move the grand final from that it's complete tough, though, isn't it? it's... dump. It is. I mean, the turnaround and things. And yeah. the grand final's in football season, isn't it? Like... Yeah, it's one of those where I, I get it. I get your point. But I think I'm, I'm looking at the groundsmen. They probably don't have that much chance to, you know. That's it's true. not like the Spurs stadium where they can change the pitch. That's the mm. pitch we're given, so... Yeah, that's true. Another one he says is, this is from Tom again, sorry. The video ref bending over backwards to try and find an adjustable, sorry, an angle to justify the on-field ref's decision when it when the, when the a try goes up to the video ref. Example, uh, Josh Childley failing to ground the ball for a try last season. I do That does drive me mad. Like, the video ref continues to look at something yeah, and yeah. I'm kind of like shouting in the ground like, Nothing's going to change. Why do you keep looking at it? Don't you feel, though, that's technically the... the it's not necessarily the video rest fault. It's the actual game's fault because we're going back to that thing of, is it a try or is it a no try? You know, that whole ruling, you know, like, I'm going, I'm, you know, I'm video ref, blah, blah. I, I'm saying it's no try, blah, blah, blah. It's basically the video ref's in an awkward position because they're in that position to say, look, we've got to go with what the ref says or try to find yeah. it. You know, they're yeah. not actually giving their own man. They're not being their own man. So it's a bit, yeah. And by the way, that wasn't a tripod, Charlie, because I was walking down the Western Terrace and I got to the bottom just as he didn't score that because it was held up. And Weren't you on that point? I'm, I'm, I'm fairly, I'm fairly sure you reviewed that game for us. Yeah, I did. And I was literally, I, I think I was going to the loop. I was walking down the stand and it happened right Yeah, you were. And this is, sorry, as you're talking, this yeah, is yeah. my... Bring yeah. it back to me. You, was, you I've got a, I found that a, game for us on here. I found the photo of it the other day. And literally, I'm walking down the stand and I saw it happen. And in no way it grounded it. There was not a chance. And yet it got awarded. And I remember being on the um, Northern Stand, like, thingy, concourse area, watching it going, that's not a try. Next yeah. year, try. We've so, now ended up reviewing reviews of previous reviews. That we've reviewed. <laughs> That's going to be get weird, isn't it? This is going to get a bit major. We can't do another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Reviewing the reviews of the reviews. We'll do that in the off season. Yeah, we'll go yeah, back in the off season. Yeah, we'll watch an old grand final. Retro. We'll have a retro. retro. A retro round. Yeah, that's it. That's another idea. That's, that's the end. Idea. That's the. Yeah, that's a good idea actually. Grand that's final. the end of the mailbag. Thank you everybody for watching, for listening. This is the new format going forward. So you'll have the live match review panels that we do, that we've just done for the Castle of the Game, which is available to watch live. And then as a podcast everywhere, YouTube, uh, Spotify, iTunes, etc. Then the Rugby League Roundup, we're going to do that again with the NRL Roundup in there. Touch everything Rugby League related in that. And then the mailbag. We're not sure how long the mailbag will continue, but it has. I mean, this is an hour and 20 minutes now. So this is kind of proof of how popular it is. And like with everyone's interaction, I mean, by that and, and things so this is how we're going to sit this is kind of the first one as the season slowly comes to an end but going into the new year this is our new setup now going going forward it's good. it seems good doesn't it I like yeah it, it seems but I mean some people will it will irk some people because like I said before some people have enjoyed it being one mammoth yeah. two hour like you know get your teeth into things you can just press play at work and it's the whole lot pod in one, but then others have been like, I'd like it sliced up. So I think it's much yeah. of a muchness, but I mean, it's, it's just growing more and more. And then, like me and Reese and yourselves, like recording it in mm. one big chunk 
you, you, you can kind of struggle to find the time because if you start at eight o'clock, you're going through till 10 and you're like, yeah. God, you know, you've got work and we love doing it, but it's like, you know, finding that time to kind of do it all in one big recording is, it can be a bit of a, a bit of a slog kind of getting through it. And whereas now it gives us more time, for instance, me and Loz are recording this on Monday evening. So we did yeah. the match review yesterday. It's like, it makes it easier for us. And I think as well, it, it splits the podcast up. So if you've listened to the match review panel and the rugby league roundup today, I mean, today, because we released it today on Monday, and then the mailbag, you know, it kind of, you know, chops up for the week. Time, yeah, 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 it kind of chops up in that sense as well. We've also got, again, we've got um, Sophie Robinson on. We've been really lucky with guests because Sophie Robinson is coming on on Wednesday as we record this live at eight o'clock. She's coming She'll on. She'll be great. Um, and we've been really lucky in that she's just scored two tries to get Leeds to the grand final. I mean, have what you perfect seen timing that is. <laughs> I was seeing the interview after, with her after the game. Yeah, yeah. She's so buzzing and happy. It's like, oh, bless you. She's literally like, you can see the smile. It's like, that means so much. Oh, chuffed for them. Honestly, so yeah. chuffed. Um, and to be honest, I think I think what we'll do with Sophie, if, if she doesn't mind, we'll, we'll kind of clear it with it. I'd love to kind of do like a match review of her, of that game, kind of get her, yeah. you know, like how, you know, sure kind of review that and, get our teeth into that and then preview the grand final things with her. But we're also going to talk about every, her hobbies and interests and just kind of, we're open a mailbag as well. So we'll get our listeners and viewers questions over to her. And then that's on Wednesday. And then on Thursday, we've got Danny Maguire on live with us at seven o'clock. That'll be live on YouTube and then available as a podcast. I really hope Danny's got like, 12 to 14 hours available for us so I can pick I'll him t- apart. I'll be waking up at night about 4am and you'll still be there. There'll be Reese asleep at the corner screen. Danny will be like, yeah. Can I go up, like, Yeah, Danny, yeah. <laughs> no, I just want to talk to you again about that step you did in no, no, 2007 like, at Wakefield away in 70th you'd minute. you like him. <laughs> 4am. So we have got Danny Maguire on, which is just a massive massive deal for us especially you know my favorite ever player we'll we'll be opening a mailbag for danny we know how popular that's going to be so similar to the yestin and barry mcdermott ones and danica ones sometimes we just have to swallow all the questions up because sometimes they're on a similar theme so we'll kind of you know if we don't pick yours because you know it's on a similar theme excellent laurie thanks a lot for joining me on this one always a pleasure thanks everybody for listening and uh, yeah we'll see you on the next podcast see you soon